What are you doing, Doc? I need fuel. Give me fuel. Take a fly. Ship me trains and out of sight. Now, here are your hosts, John Eddie Jr. and Tom Tuttle. Welcome back to the new and improved Fantasy Fuel. Many people out there may have no idea why it's new and improved, but trust me, it is. (laughs) It may take a couple episodes, but we'll get there. Uh, Alongside myself, we have again Mr. Tom Tuttle. How are you? I'm good. Ready to talk some fantasy football. All right. Let's dive in because we've got a lot of drama to discuss. And <laughs> yeah. we are going to start right off with Mr. Le'Veon Bell. The Steelers are apparently not tagging Le'Veon, so he nope. finally gets to become a free agent. How amazing must that feel for him? Uh, it probably feels pretty good since he's probably going to eat a bunch of donuts sitting on the couch. <laughs> uh, yeah. yes. Um, he apparently, well, the word on the street is Le'Veon Bell ballooned to 260 <laughs> pounds during his year away from football. Now, yeah. what that means might be almost nothing because as soon as he starts working out and getting in shape again, it'll probably come right off because that's how it works for everybody, right? Yeah, yeah. Everybody, I mean, just ask everybody who does that New Year's resolution. Yeah, exactly. Just go away immediately. No, I mean he probably will. He's somebody who can probably get in shape pretty quickly. But I mean, it just seems kind of wow. You didn't work out like at all. <laughs> why? Why you didn't play football? Like, okay. Well, he must have been down in Miami, you know, sitting on the beach and having a drink and. He was just living the good life, and he got his year away, and now he's going to come back, and he's going to be faster and stronger and fitter than ever. That had to have been the plan, right? Yeah, maybe he was just trying to uh, try out for the Dolphins when he was down there. (laughs) It's possible. Uh, According to one report, he is seeking a deal worth $50 million in the first two years of the deal. Yeah. Uh, Of course, there's plenty of skepticism. But apparently the Jets, the Eagles, yeah. Yeah. and the Bucks could be among the teams involved. Although the Buccaneers have already signed Andre Ellington, so that probably <laughs> already takes them out of the equation. I mean, Ellington or Le'Veon Bell? I, mm. Which one? I don't know. It's so <laughs> such a hard decision. And I don't wow. know how the Eagles get lumped into this because right now we're over the cap. Yes, I was I was looking at the people with the highest the highest amount of cap space and it wasn't the Jets I wasn't number one, they were number two. Indianapolis was number one. Yeah. So it's like, oh well it makes sense. Maybe the, maybe Indy will do it, but maybe they don't want to pay that much for somebody. Yeah, I, I don't know. There's a bunch of teams that have so much more money and yeah. <laughs> uh I mean if there's some workaround that the Eagles aren't uh playing their hand for right now i more power to howie i guess Uh, we'll we'll find out once free agency opens us he will be getting a lot of suitors at least to uh see what he really truly wants but if there is a free agent with any more yeah 
what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, pedigree. <laughs> this is the guy because the most yards from scrimmage per game in NFL history with a minimum of 50 games played. Le'Veon Bell is number one. Yeah. Number two yeah. is Jim Brown. And after that, you have Billy Sims, Barry Sanders, and Terrell Davis. So that's pretty good company. Mm-hmm. If he can uh, take that weight off, get back into football sheet, <laughs> and sign somewhere, hey, he's he's still going to be a good running back. Yeah, there's no doubt. But I mean, will he though? I mean, I mean, he's he's obviously one of the best of all time. There's no doubt about that. And he, if he were to quit right now, I think he would be in the Hall of Fame. Honestly, I do because he's just been that good. But as of now, I can't say 100% he's going to come back and be 100% to form. But he probably will, I guess. <laughs> I hope so if he's on the Jets. Well, I don't want to get him and then be like, oh, that was a complete waste of money like Kirk Cousins was for the Minnesota. No comment. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're on the subject of expensive running backs. There was a running back before Le'Veon Bell that broke the bank, and we're talking about Todd Gurley. We've mentioned mm-hmm. him multiple times over the last few podcasts, and uh, we're going to mention him one more time because C.J. Anderson was talking about Todd Gurley's knee injury, and mm-hmm. they all thought that it was worse than they originally feared. So... Mm-hmm. He didn't go into too much detail, but he said it. He can't take it back now. Todd Gurley's knee injury is going to be so much worse <laughs> for media purposes for the next, oh, I don't know how many months. So, yeah, we've talked about it. We're going to talk about it some more. But, yeah, that's uh, Todd Gurley paved the way for a huge contract for yep. Le'Veon Bell, and he's going to get one even if he's still 260 pounds. Somebody's going to give him a ridiculous yeah. amount of money, and he yeah. better live up to it. Yeah, I just hope that if somebody doesn't go stupid and just make a complete ridiculous amount of years for their contract, because if it is a lot of years, it might not be worth it, because how long do you think he lasts? Like, running backs only last to about 30 or so, unless you're Frank Gore. Uh, that's it. Yeah. That's and- usually the limit. Frank Gore and Darren Sproles, and that's only because they get limited usage, even though they're still fairly productive Mm -hmm. at their ripe old age of, what, 35? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. I I hate even saying that. That's how you make yourself feel old right there. Yep. Uh, We do have another actual signing in the world of football that may mean Mm -hmm. something. Uh, former Bills tight end Charles Clay has signed a one-year deal worth worth up to yep. $3.25 million, the $350,000 signing bonus with the Arizona Cardinals. Yeah, at first I was like, okay, whatever, Charles Clay. Meh. But then for a second, I actually really like it. I really like it. I think Charles Clay is actually a better tight end than people think. But he's been on the Bills all these years, and nobody actually knows what he can be because the Bills haven't had a whole lot of tight ends that are quarterbacks that like to throw the tight end and whatnot. And I think we'll see what happens. He's got a young quarterback he's got to try and make something with. He's only got a year contract, so if it lasts longer than that, I wouldn't be surprised because I think that they're looking for a tight end that can be reliable. And 
to say Charles Clay has been reliable throughout the years is a stretch, but I think he can be that with the right quarterback, and I think that will happen in Arizona. Yeah, I would have to agree with you for the most part there. Um, Charles Clay is a steady tight end when he is actually on the field. So it'll have to all depend on yeah. whether or not he's on the field. And uh, another possible solution in Arizona has been the possibility of uh, Antonio Brown moving <laughs> there. So if they can add a couple of pieces on offense, maybe, maybe Josh Rosen could be a quarterback to watch next year. Yeah, and if uh, if Antonio, the, wherever Antonio Brown goes, it's going to be an upgrade if he goes to a team that has a young quarterback. So it could be the Jets, could be could be the Bills. That, that's kind of crazy to think about that. Could be the Cardinals, you know, whatnot. But it's just maybe the the Ravens. Think about that for a second. Maybe if Jackson has somebody to throw to, it would actually be legitimate. But I just I think that would be a great fit for any young quarterback is somebody who runs routes as good as he does and gets open as easily as does and catches the ball in traffic. I mean, no doubt that would be huge for any young quarterback and he could go to green Bay. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> think about that. It could, he could go to new England. I mean, it's just that it'd be crazy if he went somewhere like that. I'd almost chalk them up for a super bowl appearance. If that happened. Well, Speaking of A.B. Mm -hmm. And now it's time for Twat, this week's Antonio Troubles. Well, mm -hmm. every week I told you from here on out we were going to have Antonio Troubles. And mm -hmm. we've already alluded to it. You've probably all already heard it. But Antonio Brown and the Roonies of Pittsburgh have agreed to move on. <sighs> The Steelers yep. will try and trade A.B. Of course, there's not been too many talks yet, but once everything becomes official, there's going to be so much uproar, it's not even going to be funny. Yeah, it's going to be the headline of the day, of the week, could be of the month, depending on how he goes to the new team and looks when he performs and practices and works out. and It's going to be crazy, but... That's to be expected when you are one of the best receivers and have been for a long time. And this segment was created because of some of the dumb things that Antonio Brown says. <laughs> and we're going to start with this one that was found on Instagram Live. AB said, if your team got guaranteed money, they want to get to know me and work with me. Tell them to call me. And he said he now wants to be known not as A.B., but as Mr. Big Chest. <laughs> okay. And this that just fits perfectly with our segment, doesn't it? It does. Just it is right on cue. <laughs> <sighs> Mr. Big Chest. Mr. Really. Big Chest. Which... Put, change your name then. Change If you're serious, change your name to Mr. Big Chest like Ochocinco did. Yes, I want to see that on the back of the jersey. Back of your jersey. <laughs> yeah, perfect. Mr. Big Chest. Yeah. My uh, gosh. Uh, when I drive to work, there is an overpass, and it has a sign. It's Highway AB. 
And that's all I ever yeah. think about is Antonio Brown. When I see Highway mm. AB, I don't think they're going to rename it Highway Mr. Big Chest. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'll, I'll ask, so but <laughs> it's so dumb. Yes. Oh, my God. And we have one more quote from Antonio Brown, Mr. Big Chest. <laughs> <laughs> says if you one of those teams out there where the camaraderie bad the energy bad the players are haters i don't want to play there i don't want to go there i don't want to waste no time where did this guy come from <laughs> like he didn't make any splashes at all for what four or five years and then all of a sudden he's making waves everywhere where did this come from he was perfectly normal and fine when he was producing ridiculous numbers. He still is, but what the heck? <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure. Um, part of what is driving him out of Pittsburgh uh, apparently has something to do with Ben Roethlisberger, which, according to the Steelers' general manager, they are okay with Ben calling out teammates. So if they're already on the side of Big Ben and Mr. Big Chest – has an issue with that, then yeah, the Steelers are probably going to side with Big Ben. But another uh, quote here from Antonio Brown. Mm -hmm. No conflict with Ben, just a matter of respect, mutual respect. He has a owner mentality like he can call out anybody, including coaches. Players know, but they can't say anything about it. Otherwise, they meal ticket gone. It's a dirty <laughs> game within a game. <sighs> oh. If listen, I will say something. If the owners and all of them are allow and the GM are allowing Big Ben to call people out, that's just going to create problems in the locker room. It will every time. Yeah, you can't. As much as you love your quarterback, you can't give him the entire team, and that's kind of what it feels like when they say something like that. It does. Um, I've got another quote, not from Antonio Brown, but from a teammate. Uh, that used to play with Antonio Brown, Mike Mitchell. He said, people can say what they want, and they will, but A.B. is one of the best teammates I've ever had. Model for work ethic, discipline, and consistency. Is he flawed? Yes, but aren't we all? How many have been to his house, and how many have had him over? Know the man, not just the hair and the number. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean... I don't disagree with that. I'm sure he's got very awesome qualities that everybody can get along with. He's probably a great friend. But at right now, it's just creating a locker room mess. I mean, he doesn't even have a locker room anymore. Well, he does, but he's not going to. He kind of doesn't. <laughs> I, I'm not going there. But yeah. <laughs> he just creates, it creates a mess. Yep. And speaking of players who create messes, we could have another type of twat. If you want to spell it just a little bit differently, and it could be this week's Odell Troubles, T-W-O-T. Mm -hmm. oh, man, the Beckham trade rumors have heated up. Apparently, they were jump-started by NFL insider Jay Glazer when he made a bold prediction that the Giants would trade him this offseason. Yeah. Where have we heard that before? <laughs> uh, and then yeah. they signed him to a, what, five-year, $90 million deal, so... Yeah, exactly. I honestly don't believe it. I think that they're going to hold on to him. If they, why, why continue to roll out Eli Manning and not give him somebody to throw to? You're just sacrificing your season. You might as well just say ah, it's over because there you have literally no chance if you don't have Odell Beckham. 
Not saying they have much of a chance anyway, but if you don't have Beckham, you are done. You're just complete garbage of a team because that's what they will be. <laughs> well, as an Eagles fan, I like to hear other people say that. I mean, it's just true. <laughs> you just have to look at it. How? What did they lose last year? They did. They overperformed last year. I, I really believe that. I think that they should have been absolute garbage last year, and they weren't complete trash. I mean, it was, <laughs> they did have some things where it looked like okay, they can do something, but that's because they have Barkley and they have Odell Beckham. If you get rid of one of any of them two players, it's over. Yeah, pretty much. I I can't argue with anything you said. Uh, I do have a couple of quotes after the trade rumors have come out from Odell Beckham. I don't think he's yeah. changed his nickname yet, uh, so we're just going to keep calling him OBJ. Uh, he <laughs> said on Twitter, they don't even know what they did. The shift slash transformation is coming. Thank you for motivating me yet again. And also, he said, in all caps, one day, and then everything will all make sense in the end. I promise you. Stories unfolding. It's all part of the journey. Hashtag just wait. Is he 13? What? <laughs> Does he have a Twitter account in junior high? Because I don't understand what any of this means about anything. I was just going to say, what the crap is that? How am I supposed to decipher what he's saying there? I, I What? It's a good thing both of these guys are insanely amazing athletes because oh, yeah. I don't know what else they would be able to get into with <laughs> the things they say on Twitter and Instagram. Yeah. I mean, even the, the actions that they take. I mean, you like think about Odell kicking the kicking net and all that other jazz that he's done in the past. Right. So Well, and the drama will continue possibly for Odell because it looks like the Giants are the favorite to appear on HBO's Hard Knocks this year. <laughs> uh, there's certain teams that can do it and be successful. Are there? They can I mean there there are. I think the ones that honestly, could do it and be successful are the ones that turn it down. Exactly. You are exactly right. <laughs> and I think that Let's be honest. They're probably not going to be that successful anyway. But with this, it's just like you're just putting a spotlight on something that just doesn't need to be magnified. Right. You don't need to see it. It's just complete uselessness. All right. All that said and done, I have to feel, in my opinion, that Odell Beckham is going to have a better season than Antonio Brown this coming year. <laughs> uh, I got to disagree with that. There's so many reasons. You, so many reasons why I disagree. Oh, boy. You know what that means. It's What's time that? for Fantasy Feud. We have yet another new yep. segment. I told you it's the new and improved Fantasy Fuel. <laughs> <laughs> and now we are going to argue a little bit. Yeah. Yep. And I want you to try and prove to me, change my mind that yeah. <laughs> I believe Odell is going to have a better season than AB. Um, well, first thing I want to say is I, like I said before, I don't think Odell Beckham will go to another team. I think he stays on the giants right there. That just needs to be said whether or not he does. I don't know, but 
Antonio Brown. I mean, just all you really have to do is look at every single year that he has played. Last year, he outperformed Odell Beckham. He didn't play the entire year, which is a concern. I mean, Odell Beckham got hurt, and he got hurt the year before, basically for the whole season. Um, And he has just not been as good as Antonio Brown. Antonio Brown, um, 15 touchdowns, 9 touchdowns, 12 touchdowns, 10 touchdowns, 13 touchdowns, and 8 touchdowns. That's since 2013. Um. OBJ has had six last year, three, 10, 13, and 12. Kind of similar. But you have to look at the fantasy points as well. The fantasy points, I mean, 2018 last year, 323 points for Antonio Brown, 308 in 2017, uh, 16, 306, and then 15 and 14 were crazy, crazy years for him, 379 points. And OBJ, honestly, doesn't even get close except for 2015 where he had 319 points in fantasy football um and then i want to throw it a little bit further on this this is this is to me the big the big kicker from 2012 well not 2012 that was he didn't really wasn't much of a starter back then but in 2013 tony brown was basically a starter every single game and he started out with a points per reception rate of 2.8 Eight in 2013 and it raises every single year last year he had a point per reception rate of 3.11 points that means every time he catches the ball he's averaging 3.11 points and with Odell Beckham it has gone completely opposite his rookie year 3.2 and then it was 3.3, so he stayed consistent there. And then it went 2.9, 2.9, 2.8. So he is digressing in his in his points per reception. Well, Antonio Brown is progressing in his points per reception. And that really tells you that he is doing more every single year. He's trying harder. He is working out and trying to be as successful as he can with Oldo Beckham just and the injury does doesn't make it even easier because he is injury prone. So you have to look at that as well. That them are my main points. Um, I have a couple of others, but we'll, I'll let you talk for a little bit. All right. Hey, I'm still here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No. It, of course, you anybody can argue that Antonio Brown is the guy to own. Uh, the thing that stands out to me, it kind of has to do with my law of averages for okay. Odell Beckham. Yeah. Uh, I know you can understand this, but this is where I'm coming from. Uh, the last time he played a full season was 2016. He had 101 catches, 1,367 yards, and 10 touchdowns. That's an elite wide receiver, of course. And in 2018, OBJ was on pace to beat all of those numbers before he got injured for the four games that he was gone. Mm-hmm. So I think he's still on an upswing and because he had a couple of years off and because of his quotes here, the transformation is coming. Thank you for motivating me yet again. He, as long as somebody doesn't break his knee or something again this year, mm-hmm. I think, you know, last year I said Devonte Adams was going to beat out Odell Beckham. And I think this year, it's going to be the opposite. I think Odell Beckham is going to beat out Devontae Adams in fantasy football. 
We're going right back around the circle, and it's coming back up, OBJ. All right, well, do you think OBJ beats Antonio Brown? Because that's what we're talking about. Yes. I don't care about Adams. <laughs> well, Devontae Adams was number one last year, so. Okay, so. <laughs> yes, I do believe that Odell Beckham is going to have a better year than AB, Mr. Big Chest, because <laughs> Odell Beckham is in a situation you and I both agree that he's probably not going to get traded. So he's yeah. still going to be in New York and Eli Manning is still going to have his dumb looking face on the field. And he's going to be chucking the ball to Odell Beckham all year long. As long as he is on the field, we don't know where AB is going to go. And yeah, that right. scares me a little bit because he doesn't have control over where he gets traded. If they have any kind of like, well, I, I respect you, and if you really don't want to get traded here, we'll try and find. I don't think that's going to happen. I think they're just going to trade him somewhere where they don't have to play him twice a year, and that's all that matters. Whether that be Jacksonville or Detroit, it, I don't. I think they're just going to get as much as they can out of him, and that's going to hurt him if he goes to a team with a terrible offense. All right. Well, you're all right. We don't know where he's going to go. There's no doubt about that. But there are other people in history that have gone to a new team. These are star receivers. And we're talking about Antonio Brown. He is a star receiver, possibly the best receiver in the league at the moment. And let's just take a look back in history. Back in 2003, when Terrell Owens was on the San Francisco 49ers, he had 80 receptions. Nine touchdowns, 1,102 yards. So that's a pretty good year. And he had his fantasy points was 244 points that year. And then he went to a new team. Um, you probably remember this. Mm, in 2004, he went to the Philadelphia Eagles, mm -hmm. where he had 77 receptions, so three less than the year before, uh, 1,200 uh, yards, 14 touchdowns with a total points of 281 points, which is uh, almost 40 points more than he did the previous year. And so that's just one example. You got Jerry Rice as well for going from San Francisco to Oakland. He outperformed uh, from 2000 to 2001. He outperformed himself when he went to Oakland. He had 250 points when he was on the Raiders uh, opposed to the year before when he was on the 49ers of 197 points. And then, of course, you got Randy Moss. I mean, this is, I mean, he was, he was great on the Vikings. So when he went to Oakland, we all expected him to be worse. But he really wasn't. He was about the same. And then when he went to uh, New England, he just went crazy because he had Tom Brady. Yeah. But these are, these are just examples of top receivers that have done it before. So I can't. Do you know what they all have in common? They all got traded to a team with a great quarterback. So yeah, I wouldn't say. <laughs> and uh, okay, they all got traded to a team with a great quarterback. Uh, do you know who the quarterback was in Oakland when Jerry Rice? Uh, Rich Gannon. No, it wasn't. I believe it was Kerry Collins. With Jerry Rice. You Maybe mean, not Jerry Rice. That was uh, Randy Moss. Randy Moss. Yes, so, that was yeah. Kerry Collins, who could sling it down the field, and that's all Randy Moss needs. Okay. It's still. <laughs> um, who'd you say was the 2001 for Jerry Rice? Rich Gannon. 
Which Gannon isn't that great. Dude, he was amazing in Oakland. My gosh. <laughs> <laughs> I will give you McNabb. McNabb was great. Of course. And, that. of course, Tom Brady was great for Randy Moss when he got traded yet again. But let's think of who was the quarterback in San Francisco. Well, was he with Jeff Garcia then? I don't know. But who was the quarterback <laughs> in San Francisco for Jerry Rice? And we all know that. Steve Young. Yeah. Of course. So it's kind of kind of hard to argue that, especially when Jerry Rice is 50 points better with in Oakland than he was with Steve Young in yeah. San Francisco. Yeah, we'll see. If he gets traded to a team with a crappy quarterback, we will see. You mean the, the Eagles? Oh, no, I'm just kidding. Just kidding. I am going to pretend you didn't say that. <laughs> and, well, of course, there's many, many months in between before we can see which one of us is going to come out on top in this discussion. But until then, I have some questions for Tom. And he has to pick which one of these two players I am talking about, OBJ or AB, Mr. Big Chest. <laughs> and my first question for you is, which one of these receivers finished with more weekly wide receiver one overall finishes in the last three years? That means they were the top wide receiver for the week. And how many, what what years was that? Just the last three years. The last three years. Boy, that sure seems like it has to be Antonio Brown. Survey says. You are correct. It is Antonio okay. Brown. He nice. has six overall wide receiver one finishes. OBJ only has two. Yeah. All right. Next question. Which player was the fastest in NFL history? to reach both 200 career receptions and 4,000 career receiving yards. 200 career receptions and 4,000. It's got to be OBJ because he was, when he was a rookie, he was phenomenal. Where Tony Brown took a little while. You are correct again, OBJ. All right. Which player joined Cooper Manning? as the only two players in Isidore Newman High School history to record 1,000 receiving yards in a season. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I'm just going to say Mr. Big Chest. Survey says. I'm sorry you were wrong. It was Mr. <laughs> Odell Beckham Jr. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Figured I'd throw a couple of curveballs in there for you. All right, here's another one. Coming out of high school... Which of these wide receivers applied to Florida State University but was denied over academic concerns? Ooh, I don't know where they went to school, but I can tell you that they both kind of seem to fit the bill at the moment. <laughs> exactly. To, to be denied by somebody. Um, I'm going with OBJ. Survey says... Sorry, it is Antonio Brown. Yes, he was, he bounced all over. He played for some weird colleges before uh, finally latching on. But, yep, because I'm a Florida State fan, and I read that, and I was like, wow, we could have had Antonio Brown play for us. But apparently his if he would have had tweets back then, that would have been the reason why he didn't get into Florida State. 
<laughs> All right, a couple more questions, and then I've got a stat for you uh, at the end of this as well. Uh, who played soccer growing up and considers English player David Beckham his childhood idol? Uh, soccer, really? I'm, I feel like I keep saying OBJ, but it feels like this is actually an OBJ thing. Is that your final answer? Wow, this is the wrong game show. That's, <laughs> oh, sorry. Must be a million. <laughs> yeah, that's my final answer, Regis. Uh, Survey says. Guess what? Yes, Odell Beckham yeah. Jr. did grow up idolizing David Beckham. So mm-hmm. every time you hear that last name Beckham, yes, they do have a little bit of a connection. That's kind of why it makes sense. Yeah, exactly. I was hoping to trick you, but it didn't work. <laughs> Okay, which of these receivers became the only receiver in NFL history to record five receptions and at least 50 yards in every single game of an NFL season? That's got to be OBJ again because Antonio Brown wasn't much when he started. Survey says? The answer is Antonio Brown. What? And... The reason is because Odell Beckham Jr. has only played one full season where he played every single game. (laughs) Stupid. All right. Those are our little questions for you. And here is the stat that I've been waiting to bring up. Okay. In the AFC Championship game against the New York Jets, at the two-minute warning, Antonio Brown caught a 14-yard pass on third and six sealing the 24-19 victory for the Steelers and advancing mm-hmm. to the Super Bowl. Yeah. I just That's thought stat. I'd remind you of that. Yeah, I remember that game very vivid, <laughs> vividly. Um, I don't remember the players. I didn't realize it was Antonio Brown that caught that pass and sealed it. But, yeah, that was man, that was such a sad one because that was the year the Packers had made the Super Bowl already, and I was really hoping that I yes. could have a family get together and just watch the Jets destroy the Packers. Even though that year the Jets played the Packers and we lost like 9-3, to three, something stupid. But our defense was so good that it held Aaron Rodgers to nine points. Yep. But Mark Sanchez just can't score more than three <laughs> points, obviously. So that's yeah. how it went. Sorry about that. <laughs> Hopefully you've got a guy that can do that just a little bit better now. Yeah, he's better than Sanchez. There's no doubt. I'm already going to say that. All right. Well, I think that's going to wrap it up for us this week. Uh, Hopefully we won't run out of uh, Antonio Trouble news anytime (laughs) soon. I don't think we will. So you'll probably be hearing more about him again Mm -hmm. next week. But that's going to do it for us. Uh, You can find us on Twitter at FantasyFuel. Facebook.com slash Fantasy Fuel or at the Stardom and Sidem page on Fantasy Fuel. Again, everything is in our show notes. You can also get a hold of us on phone 608 492 3443. Do you have any last words? Not this week, not really. I always usually have something, but I can't think of anything. All right, well, that'll do it for us. Thank you for listening, and don't forget, stay fueled up this offseason. Mr. Big Chest. <laughs> <laughs>